I'm Blossom. I'm Awe. And I'm Sammy. And this is another episode of The Core. We are missing our number four, um, Sarah She has started her new job today, but we'll try to do our best and fill in for her space. Today's topic is something that we've all been thinking about around mid to late March. Um, you know, with the coronavirus, this is very much a pandemic, especially in the United States. We're going to be discussing, you know, what has this moment um, and continued moment for a long time uh, has us thinking and how we've been working to really understand our own personal goals during this time and where we are as a community. So the first question I want to open up for all of us is that, you know, what is the big thing you've been grappling with since stay at home orders were put in place? Blossom, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. I think oof, there's a lot of things I think Corona has obviously halted um, for everyone. But for me, I think one of the biggest things that have, I've been grappling with is kind of just staying at home um, or like being in isolation, kind of. Um, I don't I live with my family and I honestly I think this is the first time within like four years that I've been here, like the longest time at, at one time, right? Because I was away at college in Maryland and um, just being at home, mm-hmm. it's so different. And so obviously I'm not like alone in that sense, right? Thank God we're all here, healthy and safe and um, and all that stuff. But I feel isolated regardless of how many people are around me. And I think because of the fact that I'm not allowed to go see friends or do certain activities. I'm much of a, I think I would consider myself an adventurous person. Like before, I think in January of this year or February, I was um, taking pole dancing classes, not for like any weird reason, but just for fun, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so like, it was so much, yeah, no, no, not any weird, no, I'm serious. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not saying any reason is not weird. I don't think there's any weird reason. Yeah, well, okay, no, you know, whatever normal reasons for exercise so (laughs) and so I wanted to do that I wanted to take all these different types of classes now that I feel like I'm an adult and have a little bit of money and you know outside of to just have hobbies outside of work and unfortunately I can't do that and it really sucks for me because I feel like I had so many plans um before I you know move out of my parents house and all these things and so that stuff kind of being halted um has really put my mindset in a different frame work kind of thinking like okay all I do is work what else is there like I guess I can exercise even going to the gym is obviously um in most states now um still a problem to go to so it's just been a lot I think so isolation in so many different senses not obviously literal thank god again my family's here but isolation in the sense that I can't do the things that I wanted to do to try to just better myself as an individual. Oh yeah, I, I think that word uh, isolation uh, was also huge for me too. Um, especially, I was just grad. I was a senior this past spring, um, and when we left for spring break, they told us, "Oh, like you'll go home for like two more, like two extra weeks, and then we'll be back." And I think no one made anything like serious of it we're like okay yeah fine like we'll we'll go away and we'll be back and we'll have the rest of our senior year things will be okay corona will go away in a couple of weeks we'll be fine uh but little did i know that like that was like the last time we'd see a lot of um our our people in person you know because everyone's from all around the country and all around the world uh and for me i think that this big thing has just been like really like adjusting to 
being alone and without uh, being home alone and without having like any real like ob- not objectives what's the word um anything like that makes you want to like keep working motivation uh, motivation yeah. you know uh yeah and like at first i had classes but then like classes ended and now i'm sort of working but i mean it doesn't take up a lot of time and so going to the gym is hard it's hard to work out it's summertime it's really hot um and i have all this free time and now i really don't know and it's like i don't know what the future looks like so it's hard to like plan for like you know what's next and so it's just really this awkward state of limbo that it's really hard to like normally like, i turn to like my mentors or friends and say like oh like how are we like navigating this like what would you do if you're in this situation but the thing is like this is the first time that we're all in this situation uh, and no one really has like the perfect roadmap for getting out of it so it feels very isolating but at the same time we're all like in this we're all like isolated together uh and like we're just, we're all in this struggle really yeah. together so yeah right right and you know we've seen all the commercials ranging from Walmart um other products that really speak on us we're all in this mm. together all of a sudden you know despite the fact we're in a pandemic they had enough time to turn around and make this of a course marketable. Selling you. someone got a raise <laughs> and you know and that's exactly where we all are right um our way in the class of 2020 and anyone you know still in the college system they had their college life disrupted um blossom and i you know fortunately we made it out of that institution graduating we're not um, you know, tied to a place that's, you know, very flimsy in terms of its policies, right? Basically. Even, <laughs> not only the whole grade policy, but whether or not they're going to have classes in person or digital and still have the audacity to charge people full price. Full tuition. Full right. tuition. <laughs> Let alone the government or parts of the government saying, international students, you must leave immediately <laughs> if these things go this online. Like crazy. Like, this is right. the definition of flimsy. <laughs> and this is where we are Literally. in July. July. Where... Back in March, early March, I know myself, I had just come back from Taiwan where talk of coronavirus was like on the news since like um, early January. And I still hold out that China, mainland China did not hide anything. Data was given. It was very much the West saying, mm, we'll see what happens. And this is what we're I happening. think it was both ends, but that's just me. Sorry. Well, for sure, for sure. We'll save that for another topic, <laughs> hopefully. I believe there was no issue because it was something like on everyone's mind, especially in that environment, in that place. And I bring that up because when I come back here, I was very positive and forward thinking and thinking, oh, you know, let me just go to this one cafe and that'll be my social interaction. But, you know, it won't get bad. And then, of course, March came around. The end of March came around and things did get bad. Stay at home orders came in. I would try to be very positive. Everyone tried to be positive. You know, let's work out. Let's be cute. Let's get our body snatched. And that was like the biggest thing (laughs) of concern. Um, in addition to seeking employment. Um, and I have to say, this is very, you know, strange that we've turned, or at least myself, turned inward. You know, let's focus on myself. Let's work on my goals. When ultimately this government really failed us entirely. And it's just... It's like we're living that every day when we were when they made a certain bill that gave certain allocations to businesses rather than people. When talk of uh, being evicted is still up for discussion in time of crisis, where people are still mm-hmm. arguing about masks and their eff- efficacy. Yeah. When we have surpassed three million cases, 
it's just like I feel like this has always been for me right now. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> why isn't why isn't everything on fire as it should be? I think I always said this before previously that we we don't have anything to occupy our time with. We have no choice but to look at suffering, particularly of Black people, and you know awful crimes that occur, and have this moment that facilitates you know, the protests and this and the, you know, voices of the people that's been happening continuously in this country. Um, and that's why I'm like, what is the United States? Like, what makes us a country? Because <laughs> we've, you know, there's always, I don't know how you, we are all of a diaspora. So I know that um, the idea of being American or U.S. citizen, like we've always heard like Americans are this or that, so, you know, very stupid or not very aware around the world, um, especially when you're involved in study abroad programs. Like that's one of the stereotypes you'll be hearing. And, um, you know, American is, America is not the best place in the world and we can take it any type of outcome in terms of health, education or equity. And we only tend to really surpass everyone by military spending um violence i think this country is very uniquely violent and of course as i said number of covid cases why do you think the united states is this weird out amalgamation of you know so much um i would say what's that word contradiction like a land of free and opportunity and yet half of this country doesn't even have enough savings to be considered a savings and yes boom in this crisis everything is being exposed yeah I can I could start with that. Like, I think it's. I mean, I, I think you said it at <laughs> one point. Sorry. <laughs> I think you said it at one point. Uh, people are idiots, <laughs> and like, like I'm not even gonna like front. Like, people are idiots and don't believe science and don't believe who isn't like the experts. You know, uh, they always say like, go to school and get educated, and then they they don't listen to any of the educated folks <laughs> out there. It's just like. Okay, like you're you're ridiculous, and also like people have this like, huge tendency to like politicize everything, you know. Like now, apparently, like wearing a mask is like a liberal thing to do. And I'm like, since when is like taking care of my health a liberal thing to do, you know? Um, and like we have, like leadership. Uh, let, let let me be careful with my words. Uh, we have like like these countries' leaders, like they don't take it seriously enough. Like a few weeks ago, Trump had his rally. You know, and he wasn't wearing a mask. People in this, like, who were at the rally, they all weren't wearing masks. And, like, how do you expect a country to take this pandemic seriously when the president himself and his people, like, are like, oh, it's it's nothing, it's no big deal, you know? Right. And so it, it just goes to show that, like, no one's really taking this ser seriously and we just want to, like, always be fighting each other. Yeah, I think, I mean, we know that America is still a relatively new country, and I wish I could blame it on that. Like, we're still quote-unquote learning, but that's obviously not the case, right? Like, we've learned in the history books, um, or maybe not, I guess, because yeah. we keep, you know, repeating the same mistakes, obviously, um, and we as a country. Um, but I will say it's 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 sad to see right because like you said sammy we're all immigrants we're from the diaspora um or either child of immigrants or being immigrants ourselves like we came here for the land of the free the land of hope and opportunity and to see it 
like snatched from us, like he or not even given to us, right? It's it's not even American dream, it's an American nightmare right now. And it's like this ain't it. This is not it's very disappointing to see. Um, I think one of the reasons that is is obviously economic there. I think America has always primarily prided itself on like, you know, it's obviously a first world country, quote unquote first world country. Mm-hmm. Um that has a lot of ideals in structures in the founding of capitalism, innovation, mm-hmm. always being ahead of the game and all these things and exporting technology, culture, and things like that around the globe, right? So it has a, such a dominating presence. But when you prioritize things like that over certain equitable things, that things that should be equitable, like education, mm-hmm. like health, like basic safety, I mean, this is what you get, right? Like when America says, oh, this is not the government's um, responsibility to take care of its people. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself and help government. And, you know, to a degree, that's a fair point. I think obviously we do need to take some self self accountability and mm-hmm. kind of just say, okay, well, I want to do this in my life, so let me do it. And no one's going to do it for me, right? And I think obviously being African, all of us, we know how that is, right? We're going to have yeah. to um, struggle and read our books or whatever to achieve your goals. But when you put that on such a a gross scale, and gross at like large mm-hmm. scale rather, um, it turns into something of narcissism and mm. a, a true not caring of, I don't know the word, but a true like, disconcern unconcern um disregard apathy yes a true apathy for your neighbor and i don't think and that's a very western thing very Mm -hmm. again um american as well or united states rather and most other countries do not look at themselves first they look at a community as a whole right and so when you see that it's like of course like when people aren't going to be wearing masks because they think it's their individual God-given, quote-unquote, individual <laughs> God-given right. <laughs> like, of course, they're not going to be, you know, caring about their next um, door neighbor being shot and brutalized or whoever, mm-hmm. um, or their our black, our black friends, or if you're a white person, your black friends, your minority friends, if you have any of those friends, um, they're not going to care about them getting shot, getting unequitable, um, unequal distribution of wealth and all these things because it's like it doesn't affect them. And then if the foundation of this country is literally on, again, money and money that belongs to the white people, I mean, who wants to give up the power that they've, quote unquote, fought so hard to have? So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, Do I agree with it? Of course not. Um, (laughs) Like, but you can like, to an objective standpoint, like, no one wants to give up their power. It is quite unfortunate. So we'll have to just, you know, take it. But Oh yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. I guess I don't know. It's it's a lot for sure. And I just want to read some snippets of a CBS News article titled "For Anyone Interested: How Americans Are Perceived by the Rest of the World." Perceived by the rest of the world, back in 2016. So Associated Press had their newspapers go around the world and ask people, "What's the first thought that comes to mind when you hear the word America?" Um, a man, 39 years old, Christopher from Toronto, Canada says, the first word that comes to mind when I hear the word America is arrogance. They are big and loud and they're in charge of everything. Someone from Copenhagen, Denmark, capitalism, money rules everything. Someone from Moscow, 21 year old student, America is food, fast food, Coca-Cola. 
Um, someone from New Delhi. Everything in America is high tech, has a very liberal culture. Great people in a country that drives innovation. Exactly what you're saying, Blossom. Um, some people from the Philippines. America welcomes all different races. I'm going I'm to let this person slide. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. Um, probably capitalism, but I see it more as freedom, that every person can do what he wants when he wants. True freedom, but it costs a lot, I think. And sometimes it brings you lower than takes you higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly what Blossom is saying. We're seeing the highest ceilings are possible. Um, however, those are not possible avenues for everyone. And we're seeing the stark difference in number day-to-day on any metric of health outcome, income, um, especially when it comes to race, ethnicity. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And the United States has never reckoned with that yeah. past um, to this day. Yeah. It's honestly so sad, you know. Last uh, time I really, like, resonated with your point that a lot of Americans uh, don't are, are very, like, individualistic and not, like, community focused or community oriented uh the whole idea of like oh i don't want to wear a mask because it makes me uncomfortable not (laughs) not thinking about potentially affecting everyone else you know i think one of the the recent reports are saying stuff like oh if everyone wears a mask for the next 48 weeks like we can really improve this whole the whole pandemic especially here here in the states and people are really like fighting back like i saw some people on facebook you know saying like well, I don't have to if I don't want to. Like, it's my it's my, my body, my choice, you know? And they're like, we, we of course, people were like, oh, like, what about other people? They're like, well, if you don't want to get sick, then just stay home. But then there lies in, like, the issue. Like, you don't understand that not everyone has the privilege of choosing to stay home. Like, they have work. You know, they're your essential worker. They're your server. They're your nurse. They're your, like, you know, like, they're all, everyone plays this role, but no one, like, thinks about, how everyone else in the community like is living you know and their own well-being and when we add in layers of like race and gender and like socioeconomic class you know and then it just waters down even more you know yeah god forbid people have to wear a mask but mention police brutality or the need for prison abolition and how that all connects to white supremacy of course that doesn't exist but of right. course <laughs> <Right. presidency, laughs> they're out right. to get you we're all sheep all of a sudden I, it's just i'm asking myself constantly what is really harder to believe that the government is lying or invented this entire disease or what that white supremacist thinking is the foundation of this country that we all need to reckon with mm. Mm. so that's, that's for everyone to shot. think about and that's very meta that's very national right and that's yeah always going to be in the background of our heads because as everyone's saying you know we have to worry about ourselves on some level we have to worry about you know right. our job we have to worry about what are our next steps transitioning to grad school in your case Awe, as well as yeah, Sarah right what does yeah, that look yeah. like and on a personal level um since our whole platform is about defining excellence and what better time to renegotiate those terms than in a crisis how have you navigated, you know, excellence for yourself at this time? And that could be about employment, searching for work, um, grad school. Has this pandemic changed your plans or your values? Yeah, um, I could start with, I think like excellence during this time is is, is very tricky uh, because like, I don't know, I think when it happened, when the f- pandemic first hit and we we're all in quarantine, there were people who were like, 
if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill or like a new side hustle or a new something, then yeah. then you've yeah. wasted your time. And that like, was Blossom's LinkedIn page. I swear, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Some people. <laughs> I repost that. Follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah, and it's like, I think that forces us to like neglect how it might make us, how it can affect us on our own. You know, like what it's like living with someone who is. Um, more like more prone to getting sick, you know, and like how all that burden like shifts to you and how you have to take care of those people or how your own mental health is affected. Uh, and like trying to like force yourself, not forcing yourself, but like at the same time where, where that line is, you know, because like we do have all this time, but also like we're privileged enough to have this time and to not have to be out on the front lines or to be privileged enough to like not, you know, be in like a hot zone or in any of that. So I think excellence is kind of tricky to define for me. Um, for me personally, like luckily I, I don't, I have work that I can do virtually uh, and it's not that difficult. So I can just chill and watch anime and work. Like it's really not like, so it's not so, like there's not a lot of pressure on that front and I'm already set on going to grad school. So like, it's not like I have to like think about, oh, like what am I going to do now? Or like, What's next? What are the next six months gonna look like? But those, but that in itself is still, yeah. still uncertain because they're saying, okay, like it's gonna be online or it's gonna be a mix, and like that matters because the grad school experience. I don't want to sit in my own bedroom and <laughs> go to Stanford online from here. Like that's not what I wanted. Like I want to be over there, you know. Um, or even if I am over there and it's still virtual now, I'm paying for rent, which with money I don't have for a job that's not promised at the other, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, like, what is this? And so trying to like achieve excellence in this time is very, is a lot more challenging uh, than expected, you know? Um, but like, I, I think I said at the beginning, no one has experienced this before, uh, like here in this present day. Uh, like no one has experienced anything like this before. And so like, we're all sort of in it together. Like if you don't, if there's a gap on your resume or something like, well, I mean, there was a pandemic happening. So like, what could they expect? Uh, (laughs) right. (laughs) You'd be surprised. Somebody asked that. Somebody asked that of you. I was just doing some interviews. Like, Oh, what have you been doing since then? You know, graduated. And like, you know, it's like June, July. Can you please? (laughs) I'm like, sis, I've been surviving the last four months. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I've been alive. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. You're right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's weird because also like I do get urges. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well I do have all this extra time. Like when else am I going to be without have like not having like real commitments for an extended period of time. So maybe I should learn how to like code or do something like on the side, maybe I should work on my own side hustle and you try and then the whole motivation comes up and like, I don't know, then being black in America and all these other like external factors and you're like, what's my place in the world? I'm just one person. Like, so it's easy to feel small and like, but also feel energized. And it's just like, just this mix of emotions and like feelings. I don't know. It's just, a lot (laughs) yeah i mean we even touched on it last week right Mm -hmm. it's like a state of limbo that we don't know and literally no one has ever gone through we don't know i mean when it's going to be over and it's just like we just got to keep taking it day by day um i think for me in terms of thinking about excellence and redefining it 
I I don't even know if I had to redefine it so much as just define it and think about it really. Um, again, I I probably <laughs> mentioned this multiple times, but I live at home with my parents and oh, really, uh, <laughs> and I think yeah, <laughs> and for me, I think there was a point. I was traveling a lot for work and just coming back every week. And I was like, you know, it's not bad. Because if I was living um, like on my own, I'd have to be paying rent or mortgage or whatever have you. And um, here, you know, it's free. And so we thank God for that. And so for me, I was, I think I was getting in a sense of complacency. And I was, um, and I rebuked that in the name of Jesus Christ for the future. Um, (laughs) But... I was getting in a sense of like comfortability, complacency, obviously, you know, I'm comfortable in the sense that, you know, I'm safe, well-fed, all that good stuff. But like, in terms of my life, I was like, wow, I'm almost 23. Um, And obviously there's nothing wrong with living with your parents. But for me, I wanted to kind of get out and um, move and kind of just do live my life. Right. And um, so just being trapped here. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so just be, <laughs> so being quarantined, um, I had to really sit back and think about it of like, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Why do I want to go? If it's a different location, if it's like just my own place, um, or I would have you. So I think that, I mean, for me again, like living here, living at home, has just like with anyone, I think you um, kind of see a sense of like you going, you're going backwards. At least for me, mm-hmm. um, being in my old hometown before college, seeing some of these same people <laughs> at the Target, at the WalMarts, and I'm trying to you know duck and run. I'm like, oh my god, like, just keep running if I look crusty, dusty. Um, <laughs> right, mask all the way up, like <laughs> run away. Um, <laughs> but I think it will halt. To a certain degree, obviously, my freedom and, like, my ability to do certain things um, and just in terms of being an adult, right? So I told myself I need to go, and I think that defining it in this quarantine period has been for me, like, again, maybe moving and trying to redefine my life goals. Um, And, yeah, and obviously work has been okay, so just, I think, life goals primarily. Um, (laughs) So like, again, moving, um, my financial goals, my relationship Mm -hmm. goals, things like that, I've been really um, thinking about and solidifying myself on in terms of Mm, the quarantine. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned relationship goals, because I would say at the start of all this, that was what I was trying to work on. (laughs) And then (laughs) everything had to have been Mm -hmm. put on hold. Um, and if anyone's listening, please don't meet up with people. Please don't interact with people. Don't do it. Just stay home. <laughs> it's really not worth anything. No, it's not. Certainly not. Um, you know what? Like, public shame doesn't work anymore because people still are traveling and, and just throwing caution mm-hmm. to the wind. I'm just really shocked. It's really weird. The people I, like, quote-unquote talk to, they'll be like, oh, huh? yeah, I went to Miami last week. I'm like, I'm sorry, um... One of them was like, oh, I went in June. I'm like, last June of, G- 2019, of right? Or 20, <laughs> 2019, right? <laughs> right, I'm confused. It's like, no, it was June 20. I went to Miami. I said, Miami. The new hotspot. I said, no. And that's what it is because so many people, I, when I was speaking to someone and I asked them, like, hey, 
why are you why do you still think traveling right now they're planning a trip in august is still relevant is still the best thing for you <laughs> you know i try to come softly i try to come softly i was like hey can you tell me more i'm curious right but they right. really came for me they're like well if you don't like how i'm doing things you don't need to be involved i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. whoa. i'm all over text so i'm just adding my own flair to how i read their messages right but, <laughs> um but it is something to say that people feel they pe- we are essentially abandoned and people feel like they are free. Again, that freedom aspect of this country to do whatever they want. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And so I think on a personal level, you know, whereas, you know, I've been working on, you know, changing that LinkedIn profile several times, <laughs> my little banner and getting my connections up to 500, people are like, well, I'm going to live my best life, whatever that means. And that can range from like, oh, I won't let this mask obstruct my breathing. I'm having problems to traveling to tahiti miami what have you um and a bit about me i think if anything as blossom as always you two have just been really echoing that this is a time of self-reflection and if i could take anything from you know llc twitter and people saying get your money game up (laughs) i will say (laughs) like have the sense of a goal right like have the sense of the terminology the lexicon and how things work and then see if you want to go down that route um this is a little preview for Blossom's um, YouTube, but she ha- YouTube channel and soon and later video about the topic. But when she had shared with me, you know, a specific amount that she had saved by a certain age, I was like, whoa. And I wasn't, you know, pressured and I didn't feel challenged. I was like, whoa, let me consider this actually. And with the current um, employment that I'm seeking, I'm hoping that I become very frugal, save all of that fellowship money that I'd be getting, and then as Blossom was saying, you know, after this year or two, when I am ready to move out, because I'm also at home, thankfully, I'd be ha- able to rely on a nice stack of savings for a quick time that would really complement well to a job. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We actualize it. <laughs> You'll see the video sometime. Uh, you Well, by the time this airs, hopefully it's um, put out already. So follow me on YouTube, Blossom Taiwo. That's T-A-I-W up now. All right, <laughs> Oh, wait on it. <laughs> Just to wrap up, you know, you know, every year, honestly, I think of our youth. Any time that we've been alive has been historical, <laughs> whether it's been a release of a product. Um, our college years was a certain election yeah. that has shaped much yeah. of our yeah. popular discourse. Um, and now, again, in the middle of this, I got my ballot that there will be another election <laughs> in the face of this. How do you yeah. um, envision remembering this year? Is this a time where, you know, a lot of us are being political, politically conscious, you know, from no name to people out on the streets organizing. Is this a moment, you know, where we step into our adulthood, of course, and that's like, you'll tell the story when you're 40, 50, 60. I'm about to exaggerate the story. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Back in my day. I was, was outside. Y'all can handle this. It was illegal to breathe. Exactly. Or, you know, this very popular commercial or, or some saying that people say, you know, blessing in disguise. What do y'all think about how to remember this time? Um. Um. Well, I pray that I can say in, what, January, at least this time next year, I pray I can say I remember this time as one of the most tumultuous, at least in hopefully one of the only tumultuous times or like egregiously tumultuous times right um in uh, at least my lifetime within american history 
Um, and hopefully by next year, we can say we'll never go back. We'll never do this again. We'll have proper leadership that hopefully by the Lord's <laughs> everlasting grace will not get reelected, that will um, care for our citizens correctly, will not prioritize promoting Goya beans over wearing masks, um, things like that. I just hope that even when I'm older, I hope I can tell the story of like, maybe not how I personally did things, because for me, I'm very much pro quarantine i'm like i'm not doing anything i'll you know donate my funds donate my social media presence all that stuff but i don't know if my physical being will be outside marching in the streets unfortunately um but i'll definitely say i i've known people that have we we rallied against certain issues we've actually promoted change i i hope and pray i can say that like oh these people these police officers um, or one of the highest in the country, I think New York police officer, um, NYPD, um, has been defunded at least a little bit. We um, had certain goals as a black community and we achieved it. Um, Breonna Taylor's um, murderers were arrested and charged and yeah. found guilty. Like, hopefully I can say such positive yeah. things um, that has come, that would have come, I guess, from such a terrible stir pot of like evil honestly and truly um, so hopefully i can say that oh yeah for sure um i agree with you boss i hope i can say all those things too um i think one thing i'll definitely like remember about this time is definitely yeah sure the pandemic is here but all that the pandemic has like unveiled you know about like our country's like mm-hmm. failure you know to support people of color, black people in this country, you know, uh, healthcare wise, like housing wise, like education wise, like they don't care about anyone, you know? And like, I don't know, it's, I'm going to remember all those like things that came up with because the pandemic was available, well, not available <laughs> because the pandemic was like present because like without it, like without oh. everyone being home, like, I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure, I hope George Floyd's death would have gotten attention it got but like i think it was because so many of us were home and not like thinking about our own lives like we saw that you know and it led to this incredible moment i'm i'm never gonna forget that and i really really hope that okay we've peeled the curtain we've we've seen what's here and like hope we do something about it you know like i think there are tons of protests and there's tons of like information out there and like people are saying a lot of white folks are saying like oh like i'm committed to change like black lives do matter like yeah blah blah blah. i'm reading books i'm yeah i hope you're doing that and i hope you like i hope things change you know uh and i hope that it's gonna be a better world for not just one year from now but for my kids one day and for the future you know like and not just i don't want to wait for them i I do want to wait for it i i I don't want to wait for it to be to my kids to be like oh yeah it's a good time but like i want us to see change happening right now yeah and then for myself you know recently having lost the world having lost two particular leaders coming from the civil rights era a time where a lot of people who like to cite that anti-blackness no longer exists um john robert lewis and reverend cordy tindall ct vivian um people who existed with a violent anti-black apparatus that is the United States in their day, and they still existed to this point, even after their passing, will continue even after our own passing. 
Yeah. Um, that's how I remember 2020. I'll remember how we started this year with an act of aggression, I believe, and against against an Iranian um, general. Um, and then after that time, of course, the, the loss of Kobe Bryant, his family, and others in the helicopter. That was this year? Yeah, that was February, right? I believe so. End of January, maybe early February. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's so much. It it's is. Crazy. The wildfires were this year? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're good. Mm-hmm. All of this. The... When people tried to make a uh, environmental spin on Italy and the lo- lockdowns were like, oh my God, the waters are getting clear again. Clearer, yeah. All of this, when we're really grappling with you know, of environmental pollution and the fact that our world has a certain deadline to make it before there is no going back, um, we're still grappling. As I always said, you know, people have to see this. And then why, does, why did we have to wait till people have to watch someone die on TV? to somehow say that black death and and its rates of violence again at the hands of the state is something to care about. Um, right. Where we have, and this is a time where exactly the, the moderates, the white moderates or the people of color who didn't believe this or um, the black people who are, who are like teenagers and still are trying to understand this. Mm-hmm. We, we have Angela Davis as a conduit and making very public events as she's always been, but now particularly YouTube, yeah. Nikki Giovanni, these events where People are hosting things on Instagram, um, no name in her a reading list, her book club. Um, yeah. All these tools that are, you know, increasingly more accessible. And of course, it is always going to be at the hands of people who've been doing this work for decades, for generations, grassroots at the start to really push us people, you know, who may be targeting other avenues of change or maybe working within the system to always ask ourselves, is this really what we think it is? But yeah, that's pretty much how I would say 2020 is a year of reckoning. And it's not this cool, amazing, the revolution will not be televised. It is very sad, traumatic shit about uh, how the end of the world is very much always present. Especially when it comes to the end of our own lives, if anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And on that note... (laughs) The end of this podcast. <laughs> well, that's episode. you know, this is just a snippet, of course, of uh, how the three of us, unfortunately, Kanaf Sarawa, have been reflecting on how, as Blossom came up with the beautiful title, how Rona, how Rona has got us thinking. And um, we hope our listeners, our viewers, have been reflective as well, and have been you know staying safe, uh, being resolute in what still makes them enthusiastic and positive when they wake up in the morning. And hopefully, we will see each other and hear each other at the end of this. And yeah, that's just another episode of The Core. Thank you very much.